0: A table of fables. From the constellations To the oceans All the nations All our notions It makes a story A million stories Can you hear the story? Can you see the stories? Hello and welcome to the Table of Fables Podcast. I am James Funny Hat. And it is great that you found the show. This is a show of fables. And I will tell a story soon. But first, I will tell you about my hat. My hat today is not a funny hat. It's a pencil. Yes, a pencil. And that is only funny if you think it's funny if someone is wearing a pencil on their head. Do you think it's funny if someone wore a pencil on their head? If you do, let me know, because I do not think it's funny, and I looked at the mirror, and I didn't laugh. This episode today, which is episode number 24, is brought to you by Phoenix, who turns six in a park in Toronto with a pirate ship in it. Thank you very much, Phoenix, for supporting the show. And the story that you'll hear later could have been something that even happened to Phoenix before. You'll have to ask her. If you see a girl at a park in Toronto with a pirate ship, you could ask her. Well, there is some mail today, an email from Arjun, who lives in Mississauga, Ontario. And he writes this. Hi, James Funny hat. I did not like that no one asked you a question. My question is in Episode 4. You said that hilarious people make funny sounds, and you said you couldn't do them, but you did them. How did you do them? Well, thank you very much for your question, Arjun, and I remember that the episode where no one wrote in any questions all week. So I would like to thank you for writing in your question. And I agree with you, I don't like it when no one asks a question. So if you have a question, don't be shy. Send an email to james at jamesfunnyhat.com and I will answer your question or read your comment. Now, about your question let me try to remember episode four. I know, I'll push a button and it will make us hear what episode four sounded like. Ready? I'm going to push it now. Beep! I am not hilarious and I don't know where you got that from. Did somebody tell you I was hilarious? Because I'm not hilarious. Hilarious people do strange things. Like, they might make sounds like this. I wouldn't do that. Or, hilarious people might make a sound like this. I don't even know how to make that sound, Anthony James. Well, that's a good question, Arjun. How do I make those sounds? I am going to teach you how to make those sounds. Let's hear the first sound again. Here it comes. Beep. Making that sound is actually very easy. All you do is you stand up. So I'm going to stand up. You can stand up too as you're listening. Unless, of course, you're in the car. Now, you stand up. And then you put your left hand on your right foot and lift up up your right foot and then you start to spin around and then you put your lips together and you put your right hand on top of your head and you blow like actually arjun that's that's not working uh i thought that was how you make the first sound let's try and hear it again beep oh yeah. Okay, actually I remember how to make that sound. What you do is you lift your right elbow above your head and you stretch it really 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 high and then you take your other hand and you hit your elbow like this. Actually that's not making that sound. Can we hear that sound one more time? Beep. Oh yeah. Okay, now I remember how to do it. What you do, you take both hands in front of you, and you put them right near your chest, and then you go like this. You go... Um, okay, that's not working either. Actually, Arjun, I'm sorry, but I can't remember how to make that sound and I'm gonna try to figure it out and then I'm gonna try to remember for next time and I'll figure out how to make that sound thank you for your question Arjun now if you have heard the table of fables before you will know that soon will be coming a very high-pitched ringing sound when you hear that sound put your hands up in the air when you can't hear it anymore put your hands down and then the story will begin Here comes the bell. Long, long time ago, in the land called Persia, there was a man called Nasruddin. Nasruddin was sometimes wise, but sometimes he was very, very foolish. And mostly, it was hard to tell if he was wise or foolish. One day, Nasruddin was in his house, and he heard a knock on the door. It was a messenger with a letter. He opened the letter, and it said that he was invited to a banquet, a very fancy party at Armand's castle. He whistled to his donkey and went to the bazaar. The bazaar was the place in town where you could buy whatever you wanted, You could buy food, you could buy shoes, you could buy clothes, you could buy whatever you needed. And in the bazaar, there was a store called Yasmina's Boutique of Fine Fancy Clothes. Nasruddin tied up his donkey outside and walked in the door. Hello and welcome to Yasmina's Fine Clothes Boutique. Said a very elegant looking lady. What can I get for you? she asked. Nasruddin said, I would like to get a very fine robe, please, because I'm going to a very fancy party. Very well, said Yasmina. I'll measure you up. And so she measured his arms, his legs, his waist, his neck, his forehead, his ankles. His thumbs, his ears, his eyebrows, his nostrils. She measured everything. And when she was done, she said, I'll be right back. She returned a few minutes later with a very finely embroidered silk robe. She said, this is the robe for you, Nasruddin. He put it on, and it fit just right. He said, thank you. How much do I owe you? Two pieces of gold, please. So Nasruddin put on the robe, got on his donkey, and headed for Armand's party. When he was about halfway there, there was a small but very yappy dog on the road. It came from behind a bush and barked. His donkey was startled and kicked. Nazruddin fell right off the donkey and into a mud puddle. Now, his beautifully embroidered purple and green silk robe was covered with brown mud on the left side. He thought to himself that Armand will understand that he got a little bit messy on the way, and so he kept riding. But as he rode... He began to daydream about astronomy, and geography, and history, and geometry, and far-off places. He became distracted and didn't notice that his donkey walked right into a thorn bush, and the thorn bush tore up his sleeve. Now... He had brown mud on the left side and rips on the right side of his brand new robe. He kept going, but by now, it was a little bit late, and so he took a shortcut through the woods. As he was riding, there was a strong, big tree that had a low-hanging branch, the donkey bit underneath the branch, but Nazruddin did not. He landed on another puddle, and now had red mud all over the back of his robe. He had brown mud on the left, rips on the right, and red mud on the back. Finally, he got out of the forest and saw Armand's castle way up on the hill. But just at that moment, there was a bird circling in the sky. And if you were up there with the bird, you may have heard a very quiet but very significant sound. Yes, it was bird poo, and it dropped all the way from the bird right onto Nazruddin's turban. Now, he had brown mud on the left, rips on the right, red mud on the back, and bird poo on the top. He was quite a mess, but he was happy to be there, so he tied up his donkey and knocked on the door. Opening the door was the butler, who looked after the house. The butler was very snobby, which meant that he thought he was better than everyone else. He opened the door and looked down his nose at Nasruddin. He saw the brown mud, the rips, the red mud, and the bird poo, and said, in a voice as cold as a winter's day, Who are you? I'm Nasruddin. I came to the party. You are not Nasruddin. You are a beggar. Now, go away the butler slammed the door shut and there was nasruddin standing there with his brand new robe that was now covered with brown mud red mud rips and bird poo what the butler did was not very nice or caring it was rude and it was mean but nasruddin was wise And wise people expect that sometimes people will be mean and it doesn't bother them quite so much. He forgot all about it. Until the next year. He was in his house and heard a knock on the door. It was the same messenger as last year with another note. Nasruddin opened it up and it was an invitation to Armand's banquet again. He whistled for his donkey, and headed to the bazaar to go to Yasmin's Fine Clothes Boutique. He tied his donkey outside and walked in. Welcome! Welcome to Yasmina's Fine Clothes Boutique. How may I help you? Today, I am going to a very, very fancy party, and I would like your very, very finest robe, please. Very well, I'll measure you up. And so... Yasmina measured his arms, his legs, his waist, his neck, his ankles, his thumbs, his forehead, his ears, his eyebrows, and even his nostrils. And when she was done, she said, I'll be right back. She returned a little bit later with a shiny, gleaming, golden robe that glittered in the sun. It was embroidered with rubies, diamonds, and sapphires. He put it on and said, Thank you, it fits just right. How much do I owe you? That will be 36 gold pieces, please. So Nasruddin gave Yasmina the 36 gold pieces, got on his donkey, and set off. When he was about halfway there, the same dog... Last year came up behind him and started barking. This time Nazardine was ready. He sang the donkey a small lullaby to calm it down. And the donkey calmed down, did not kick him off, and he did not get covered in brown mud. He kept riding. And this time he focused, and he did not daydream about geometry and astronomy and history. He kept going right by the thorn bush. And although he was running a little bit late and had to take the same path through the shortcut through the forest, this time when he came to the tree with the low-hanging branch, he did the limbo arched his back, the donkey went through, and so did Nasruddin. He did not get any red mud from the puddle beneath the tree. And as he kept going through the forest, he eventually came to the end of the forest, and there on the hill was Armand's castle. But circling in the sky, was the same bird as last year and yes if you were up in the sky where that bird was you would have heard that very small but significant sound of because the bird did another you know what and the bird poo was falling right down towards Nasruddin's turban but then at the last minute he pulled out an umbrella. And the bird poo fell harmlessly on the umbrella. So he went up to Armand's house. This time he stood before the door with no mud, no rips, and no bird poo. He looked resplendent in his shiny golden robe with gems of sapphire and ruby and diamonds. He knocked on the door. Answering the door was the same butler as last year, and he had the same snobby look on his face. But this time, when he looked up and down at Nasruddin, he did not frown. He had a smile and said, Nasruddin, welcome. You look splendid. Come in. We have been expecting you. Why didn't you come last year? So Nasruddin was led by the butler, into the huge hall at Armand's house. And there were many people all dressed in their finest fancy clothes. Dinner was served. And the waiters brought around the food for all the guests. First was some soup. And it was a rich red tomato soup. When Nasruddin got his bowl of soup, He took a spoonful of it and put the spoon of red tomato soup towards his mouth, but instead of putting it in his mouth, he emptied the spoon on his shoulder of his shiny golden robe. And then he took another spoonful and emptied that on his shiny golden robe, and another one, and another one, and he continued to empty the entire bowl of soup all over his robe sitting there with a smile on his face. The other guests, they thought it was very strange behavior but didn't want to say anything. A few minutes later, the waiters brought the next course which was salad. When Nasruddin got his salad, he took a piece of oily lettuce and put it on the elbow of his shiny golden robe. And then he took a lettuce and put it on the other elbow. And then he put on cucumbers on his shoulders and tomatoes on the front and peppers on the back. And he emptied the entire salad all over his shiny golden robe. Now, the guest's story was very strange, but they thought it would appear rude to question what Nasruddin was doing. And so they sat there and didn't say anything. Well, the main course arrived, chicken and rice. Nasruddin cut the chicken into small pieces and took a fork full of rice and chicken and put it towards his mouth. And finally the guest thought, ah, he stopped this nonsense. And he put it towards his mouth. But at the last second, he put it onto his robe and started shoveling all the chicken and rice all over, and then he rubbed it in with the lettuce and cucumbers and tomato soup and rubbed it in all over front and back and just sat there smiling. Now, the guest could hardly even eat with the spectacle of Nasruddin emptying his entire dinner over his clothes. Well, the waiters brought dessert, chocolate, When Nasruddin received his chocolate pudding, he put the bowl right on top of his head and all of the gooey brown pudding dripped over his shiny gold turban, onto his face, onto his nose and onto his beard. And the whole time he just sat there with the same contented smile on his face. Finally, Armand. The host of the party couldn't stand it any longer. He walked over to Nasruddin, and he bowed gracefully and said, Nasruddin, I need to respectfully ask you a question, which is this. Why have you come to this wonderful banquet to enjoy such a lovely meal with such a lovely group of guests? only to make such a mess. We don't understand it, Nasruddin. Why are you doing this?" Nasruddin stood up, and as he stood up, the chocolate pudding fell down his face, and some of the chicken and rice and peppers fell onto the floor, and he smiled at Armand and said, Well, Armand, last year, when I came to your party, My clothes were a little bit messy, and you didn't let me in. This year, my clothes were fine and beautiful, and you let me in. So I thought to myself, it's not me that you want to come to the party. It's my clothes. And so at this banquet, I have decided to feed my clothes. You have made it to the end of the story. You have made it to the end of this episode of A Table of Fables. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is James Funny Hat. If you would like to support the show, your support is very, very much appreciated. You can find out how to do so by going to my website, which is jamesfunnyhat.com. So have a great day, and we'll see you next time on A Table of Fables.